Hello, my name is Carol Keith, and today is day 18 of the 90-Day Challenge. This week, we're growing in the lifestyle of worship through building a habit of remaining in the gospel. As we begin, let's pause to be still, to breathe slowly, to recenter our scattered senses upon the presence of God. God, as we approach your word, help us to remember that you want to speak with us. As we listen to today's reflection, help us to learn what it means to be your disciple. As we seek to create new habits, help us to remember that your grace is sufficient for us when we inevitably fall short. Take a few minutes to add your own prayers or continue to sit in the presence of God. Worship is what we were created for. This is the final end of all existence, the worship of God. God created the universe so that it would display the worth of his glory, and he created us so that we would see the glory and reflect it by knowing and loving him with all our heart and our soul and our mind and our strength. Today we're reflecting on the habit of remaining in the gospel. Will you please pause your audio a minute if you're not driving and open to Colossians 2, 1-7 with me? I'd love for us to read it together. During this time, if the Holy Spirit is getting your attention, feel free to turn off the audio and take a few minutes to write your thoughts down. It's significantly more important that you hear what the Spirit has to say than what I have to say. Let's start with Colossians 2, verses 1-5. through I'll read from the English Standard Version, but you can read whatever version speaks to you most clearly. For I want you to know how great a struggle I have for you, and for those at Laodicea, and all who have not seen me face to face, that their hearts may be encouraged, being knit together in love, to reach all the riches of full assurance and understanding, and the knowledge of God's mystery, which is Christ in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. I say this in order that no one may delude you with plausible arguments. For though I am absent in body, yet I am with you in spirit, rejoicing to see your good order and the firmness of your faith. Verses 1-5 through give a powerful image of the life that Paul desires for us as Christians. To take it one step further, his words affirm God's very desire for me and for my relationships with other believers. Here are some takeaways, primarily from verses 2 and 3. First, God wants my heart to be encouraged. He desires me to be rich with hope. Next, God wants believers to be knit together in love. He gave us the church body as a place to be supported and cared for, a place where we have purpose and meaning. Finally, God wants us to be fully assured that we know Jesus, the one who holds the treasure of all knowledge and wisdom. He wants me and you to be confident that we have access to the very wisdom of God himself. How do you feel when you see what God wants for your life? I read these verses and my heart asks, how? 
How can that wealth of hope, love, and wisdom be accessible to me? I fall short every day, no matter how hard I try. I see myself inside like no one else sees me. Even if I manage to avoid really horrible things, I know myself. I know my thoughts and my failures. I know my judgmental nature. I know my pride. I know my fear. Let's look back at the text again and keep reading. So here comes the good news again, verses 6 and 7. Therefore, meaning because I want all these things for you, here's what you need to do. And at this point, I expect a list of do's and don'ts. And I think, oh man, this is going to be hard. But what does Paul say? Therefore, as you received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him and established in the faith, just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. What? As I received him? When I received him, I was a mess. I didn't know anything about the Bible. I was literally a child, a child who was broken, lost, afraid, and alone. But the memory of that day and how I felt when I truly accepted Jesus as my own personal Savior, it's burned in my mind like a brand on cattle. I needed him, and he loved me. He wanted me to stop living for me, to follow him, and to give up the sin that was leading me down a very dark path. And I see how he's lit the way for so many years. He's turned my life around, not all at once, but slowly, kindly, faithfully over decades. And I find myself abounding in thanksgiving. How did you receive Jesus? Take a minute. Remember that day. If you've never received him, ask, why not now? The one thing we all have in common is that we receive Jesus by faith. And that's how we grow, get rooted in, and begin to experience all those amazing things he wants for us in verses 1 through 4, encouragement, love, and wisdom. I'm sure your life still isn't perfect. But what has changed that makes you genuinely thankful? Are you free from a damaging relationship? Are you changing the way you value yourself? What harm did you commit that's no longer held against you? Take a minute and thank your Father in Heaven and your brother Jesus for folding you into their family just because you knew you needed a Savior and you believed that He was more powerful than you. Remain in the Gospel. When I don't know what to do or how to be encouraged, I can ask myself, how did you receive him and receive grace for each day, every failure and every fear? Let's return to the passage and listen again for a particular word or phrase that the Holy Spirit might be highlighting today. Colossians 2, 1 through 7 says, For I want you to know how great a struggle I have for you and for those at Laodicea and for all who have not seen me face to face that their hearts may be encouraged, being knit together in love, to reach all the fullness of full assurance of understanding and the knowledge of God's mystery, which is Christ, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. I say this in order that no one may delude you with plausible arguments. For though I'm absent in the body, yet I'm with you in spirit, rejoicing to see your good order and firmness of your faith in Christ. Therefore, As you received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in Him, rooted and built up in Him, 
and established in the faith, just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. What word or phrase jumped out at you from this verse? What idea do you want to take away from today's reflection? Is there a step of obedience you want to take in response today? Let's take a minute and pray. Precious Father, thank you. Thank you for sending your Son to pay the price for everything I ever did. Thank you for your generous desire to enrich my life with courage, love, and meaning. My life is yours. Help me to grow deep roots in your love so that my life will reflect your goodness to the world today. Take a few minutes to add your own prayers or continue to sit in the presence of God. As we take these reflections into the coming day, let us not forget the words of the Shema from Deuteronomy 6, 4 and 5. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and with all your strength. Let's pray. Father, help me to live as your child, secure in your love, Jesus, help me to live as you did, loving God with all my heart, soul, mind, and strength. Spirit, help me to live in the power of God, forsaking self-reliance and putting all my hope in you. Amen.